your life center, center of life. You find expression and life in Christ. At TLC, discover God. At TLC, discover you. At TLC, discover life. Discover God, discover you, discover life. Is somebody full of love this morning? Love, what about joy? Joy. What about peace? Do you desire peace like a river? What about long suffering? Patient people shout a big amen. You know, long-suffering could mean patience. Patient people shout a big amen. amen. How many good people are here this morning? Wave your hand, wave your hand, wave your hand. Amen. I know this one, there are not many, but uh, some of you are in one way or the other. How many of us are gentle? You know, gentle people. Uh, okay, you, you know you are a ruffian. Uh, okay, gentle people, wave unto the Lord. How many of us have faith? A child of faith. You see things that are not there as if they are there. You are sure of your tomorrow. Hallelujah. How many of us are meek like Moses? Those ones are not many. But if you are meek, if you know you are meek, wave to the Lord. Hallelujah. And temperate in everything. You know you are temperate. Praise God. You know what it is to be temperate? You are doing makeup. You do temperate. You are wearing gold. You wear it what? Eh, not that you will do makeup. We won't know who you are anymore. Christians don't do those kind of makeups. You are wearing jewelry. We don't know that is uh, Kenny G you have become or whatever. I mean, the gold is so much. That is not being temperate. Amen. You know, some kind of, even, with, even for those that men that wear suits, thank God for temperate suits. You need to see some suits. Hallelujah. There'll be belts, there'll be suspenders. There'll be this, there'll be pocket square, there'll be button here, there'll be gold, everything. At a certain level, it begins to manifest as not being temperate. Hallelujah. And what are those nine things I've just called right now? The fruits of the Spirit. Amen. What is, how do you know a spiritual person, somebody who's in, of the Spirit, he bears the fruit. No long story. It's not in the mama, 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 mama. Not only. It's not in the high sounding, you know, not only. But if you are a child of God, evidence, you bear the fruit. So if you are still a ruffian here, you are not yet complete. You need to be gentle. If you are impatient, that is how they made me. That, it's not God that made you. God did not make anybody to be impatient. Amen. That is how... God wants you to be. Hallelujah. So you need to tag those nine things in your life. And every day you check. Am I full of love, of joy, of peace, of long-suffering, of gentleness, of goodness, of faith, of meekness, and of temperance? Let that be your barometer. Hallelujah. For checking your spirituality. Hallelujah. Is somebody following me this morning? Welcome somebody one more time. Your neighbor, just give them a smile. Ask them, what is your name? I'll try and know your neighbor. 
You know, when I was in camp on, on, on Friday night, I was standing with somebody I didn't know. So I told him, he's a pastor too, because we were at the altar. I said, I don't stand with strangers. So tell me your name. And I asked the second one, I don't stand with strangers. So we introduced ourselves. And we became somehow, that made us become, you know, quick friends. Hallelujah. So it's good to always know who you are talking to, who you are sitting with. Amen. So you, if you like, before the end of the service, ask them your name. What's your name? I just want to know you. Hallelujah. And you'll be shocked. That person may be set as part of your destiny. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So one more time, we're all welcome to church. First Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians 7, I'll be reading 29 to 35. 1 Corinthians 7, 29 to 35. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they had none, and they that weep as though they wept not. And they that rejoice as though they rejoiced not. And they that buy as though they possessed not. And they that use this world as not abusing it. For the fashion of this world passeth away. But I will have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried careth for the things that belong to the Lord how he may please the Lord. But he that is married careth for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. There is difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy, both in body and in spirit. But she that is married careth for the things, careth for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. Verse 35. And, I, and this I speak for your own profit. Not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely, and that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll be speaking this morning in a brief message titled, The Time is Short. The Time is Short. Praise the name of the Lord. This weekend, I mean this last one week, we had the International Youth Convention of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. It was an awesome time in the presence of God. And uh, about 47 uh, youths left from Abuja, from this church, to attend the convention. Let's clap for Jesus. And we are grateful to God that they are all safely back in Abuja. Is there any one of them here this morning? Wave your hand if we are at the convention. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just look at them. Just look at them. Just look at them. Hallelujah. Who did it? Oh my God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So there will be a Thanksgiving service, a short uh, Thanksgiving session uh, after the message. So get ready to rejoice. 
not just for them, but for the whole convention. It was awesome. Hallelujah. It was awesome. And the theme of the convention was enlarge. Enlarge. Increase. Grow. Enlarge. And many elements were considered during the convention. Because even between this Tuesday and this Friday, there were teachings all through the day. And you know what? Our people from the church, they will sit down there from morning till night. Amen. Consuming, taking in everything. So we are told to enlarge our vision. So many things. Enlarge your focus. If you were seeing little, begin to see bigger. Thank God for the last few Sundays. We talked about a new thing. We talked about beginning in a new dimension during the communion. Enlarge. And this is not just preaching. This is not just uh, something from the church. You may call it motivational if you want to also. It's asking us to enlarge the way we see things. You can't continue to be little and expect to be large. Enlarge your focus. Things you focus on. Enlarge it. I'm not saying do, do so many. But that thing you are focused on, increase the focus. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says if your eyes be single, your body will be full of light. Praise the name of the Lord. So make sure you enlarge your focus. Enlarge your reach. Maybe you can only reach out to short areas. Enlarge your reach. Reach out the more. If you are doing business, enlarge your reach. If you are offering something, enlarge your reach. Most times, I mean, we, we are in one little space. There are 200 million people. But we we'll go and queue in federal secretariat. What is in there? What about the rest of the nation? What about the rest of the continent? What about the rest of the world? Many things here are imported from different countries because they were able to enlarge their own reach. Enlarge your, your reach. Enlarge your knowledge. Oh, and there's one I love so much. that the Geo taught that one himself. Enlarge your sphere of influence. Enlarge your influence. Consciously reach out to more people. Reach out to influential people. Life presents opportunities to us. Take that opportunity immediately. They say the opportunity of a lifetime must be taken during the lifetime of that opportunity. If you meet somebody who is influential for the first time, try and hook on. Remember the elevator speech. Do something that he will catch you and you will catch him. Not that you're just there, you are growing, you don't know anybody. No, it's not acceptable. We have learned that we need to enlarge our influence. Enlarge our capacity. Enlarge your capacity to make progress. You need to study more. We, these are the things we are discussing. Study more. Enlarge your capacity to make progress. Enlarge your capacity for joy. Remove the things of sorrow from your mind so that joy can fill you up. Enlarge your capacity for gratitude. Learn how to be grateful. It is a great promoter. Learn how to be grateful. It will promote you. So many other areas and elements were touched. I want to encourage you. These messages are on YouTube. They are on YouTube. When you go online, please click on them and listen to them. And God will bless you. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 54 verse 2, it tells us to enlarge our tent. Enlarge your tent. Increase the cords. Strengthen the staves. And in your life, you have to look at yourself and ask yourself, where am I? Let me tell you something. So many years ago, I think when I finished university, my father called me. He told me two things. He said, life is not a joking matter. Don't joke with it. Life is different from existence. He told me clearly, don't joke with life. This life, don't joke. It's not fun. It's not, it's not for play. It's not to just wake up and eat. Go and come. No, 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 no. Life is more than that. He told me another thing. He said, money matter is serious matter. Mon and that's why I'm a businessman. Money matter is serious matter. Life is not a joke. Everything you put your hands upon, the Bible says, it will prosper. It's not because, you know, the spiritual will come to pass. No, because you understand that whatever I put my life upon, my hands upon, is serious matter. I didn't plan to become a pastor, but when it came upon me, I know it's serious matter. And I always took it as, I've always taken it as a serious matter. I'm sure those of you that know me know that. Everything about me is serious matter. Because this life is not a, it's not a joke. They're not here to play. They're not here to suffer. You have a responsibility to leave a legacy for your children and generations to come. The baton is in your hands. Don't fail your generation to say they have a useless great-grandfather and a useless great-grandmother. Where were they when all these my friends' grandfathers were moving forward? Because you were taking life as a joke. Close from work and go and hang out till night. Get home by level sleep. Wake up the day. Every day. It amazes me how cars fill up hangout sessions every night. It's not about the drinking. It's not about the smoking or whatever. It's about what you are losing. What you could be gaining and learning for the next day. Life is not a joking matter. If you have been joking with it, turn around, take a turn, a new turn this morning. Do something. Do something. Read something. Enlarge in knowledge. Study something. Get a certificate. They are online for free. Get 30 of them. Get, keep getting them. Personnel management, get it. They're online. Human resources, don't know about it. You did science. Go and read it and do it. Hallelujah. Japheth, first Chronicles 4 10. He said, they said he was born dishonorable. The word Japheth is a that name was a bad name. But he prayed to the Almighty and said, Change me, change me indeed. Bless me, O Lord, and enlarge my coast. I pray for somebody this morning. The Almighty God, the Father and the King that we worship, we enlarge your coast. I say we enlarge your coast. Here we enlarge your coast in the mighty name of Jesus. But you need to go before him seriously. One of those preachers said that how can a mother name her child Japheth? Meaning sorrow. 
How do you give your child the name sorrow? And the boy's life became sorrowful. For those of us that may say what is in the name, there's usually something about the name. And the boy woke up one day and said, I will deliver myself. Tell yourself, today, I will deliver myself. He said, Father, Lord, change my name. Praise the name of the Lord. Japheth enlarged. And his story never remained the same. Amen. But you see, in all that we learned this last week, the challenge most times is not how to enlarge. Or what to enlarge. But the challenge is why you should enlarge. Why? I'm okay like this. Why? My life is just fine. I don't like no, I don't like big business. I beg, I beg. Let me just be doing it the way I'm doing it. No, I beg. This one is okay for me. What do I need? My husband is a billionaire. You know, we just look at those things and we don't really get the reason why we need to enlarge. Hallelujah. Amen. And sometimes, you know, we, we quote contentment. We say, ah, it is good to be contented with what you want. Let me tell you something. There is a point where contentment ends and slothfulness begins. Laziness. You are not contented. You are lazy. There's a difference. There's a point where contentment ends and laziness, slothfulness begins. Some of those people who are saying they are contented is a lie. Or maybe they don't know. They are lazy and they are slothful. They can't go and fight the battle of life because of laziness. They are reluctant to go in there and hustle the hustle. Because of laziness. They are reluctant to go in and take over the giants in the land. And say no, after all I am blessed here. I'm okay. I'm feeding my children. Because of laziness. Why should I get um, rich? People are pursuing too much money. My dad told me money matter is serious matter. It's serious matter. A time is coming. People that had a million naira so many years back were these to call people millionaires. You know, when we were young, they used to celebrate their first one million. Now everybody is a millionaire here. Hallelujah. Exchange rates can finish you. Am I right? I mean, you have all seen it. If it goes to 2000 now, more people enter poverty with diesel at 1100. Exchange rate one, almost 1,100. Poverty has increased. And that is what the world is. When you get old, when you get to 60, 70, your issues now become medical. Care. And we are getting to that point where in the U.S., all the parents are in homes. Because the children have to work. They have to go to work. There are no houseboy, houseboy. They have to take them and pay $5,000, $3,000 per month for their parents. If you don't train your children or you don't save money for your old age, it will be too late to start realizing certain things. Praise the name of the Lord. 
So there's a point where contentment ends. And when Romans 12 says you should not be slothful in business, 12.11. Romans 12.11, don't be slothful. Hallelujah. Don't be lazy. Amen. The time is very short. None of us will live here forever. None of us will, I mean, we go to 200. Even if you end up being 200 years old, by the time you are 130, who will you be talking to? Who will you play with? They will leave you in one room, old hag. Bottom will almost kill you. Hallelujah. So this is your time. Tell somebody, this is your time. Say, this is the right time. Why? Because the time is short. In John chapter 9, verse 4, let's open to it very quickly. Book of John, chapter 9, verse 4. Jesus speaking. He said, I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can walk. He didn't say him. No man can walk. When the night of your life comes, you can no longer walk. When the night of your life comes, you can no longer evangelize even. If you can still talk. When the night of your life comes, you can't do much. Most people relax and say, okay, the night after all, by 8, yeah, that's all right. I would have my night would have come. But let me tell you, there are people who are not dead, but their night came at 50. They suddenly woke up and one illness comes and they can no longer do what they used to do again. Are you somebody following me? What you plan to do at 65, people who have woken up at 50, and they become incapacitated. That will not be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. But we know these things happen in life. Cancer comes in. Sicknesses, blindness, stroke comes in earlier than they thought. And when that happens, that becomes your night. Even if you are still alive, you don't have time to play. You don't have time to waste. You don't have time not to be thinking. When you engage yourself with so many things, you don't think, you don't think deep on the things you should think about. You don't have time. The time is short. He said, I must walk, I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is there. One of those speakers, you know, there were, there were four presentations or three by youths, four by youths on, on Friday night. And they were fire, even that the Jew had to acknowledge. One of them said, while he was talking to his generation, said, it's not the time to sleep. It's not the time to be sleeping nine hours, eight hours. It's time to walk. That some of us will go and sleep and say it is on my mental health. Which mental health? Poverty mental health. Failure mentality. Which mental health? Of course, mental health is good. 
But don't use that as an excuse to be sleeping in laziness and say, I must sleep nine hours. It is good for my mental health. No problem. Praise the name of the Lord. Exodus 34. Why must you enlarge? Why must you enlarge? Number one, because the time is short. You can die anytime. Praise the name of the Lord. We pray you will fulfill purpose. You can die. There can be a sickness. Even if it's not you, it can be somebody in the fire that will drain everything to the end. Do you know that? You can't kill your grandmother if she doesn't die. As long as she's alive and sick, you'll be spending money. Life is not a joke. Why, why must you enlarge? Exodus 34. Verse 24. In Exodus 34, 24, it says, For I will cast out the nations. God was speaking to the children of Israel. I will cast out the nations before thee and enlarge thy borders. Neither shall any man desire thy land. When thou shalt go up to appear before the Lord, thy God thrice in the year. He was talking to them. That I will enlarge you. You cannot be resisting the work and the purpose of God in your life. Because you don't want to be enlarged. He said, it was a promise he made. I will enlarge you. And down in scripture, they refer to that promise of enlargement. I pray for you this morning. You will not resist enlargement. <laughs> I say you will not resist enlargement. In the mighty name of Jesus. And God himself was you know, structured in the way he was doing things. You see, in life, there will always be opportunities. That is why in Exodus 8.22, the Bible tells us that as long as the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest shall not cease. There will always be enough opportunity to, you know, to do something. Because your life is determined by the Almighty God. And it's working with you in it. So you will not live forever. Because the time is very short. Amen. One day there will be an end. What will be your end? When you did not even begin. What will be your end? When you are not counting the days. In Genesis chapter 1. Let's look at something interesting in Genesis. Chapter 1. Praise God. Of course, we know the story of the beginning. And I was studying and I saw some things that became very... The beginning, you know, sometimes you are studying, some things, you, some things you've been seeing before begins to shine as if he's doing trafficator. You know, he's, doing, he's now beginning to say, look at me, I've been here all this while. Take a closer look at me. I have a meaning. I mean something. I want to tell you something. That's what the scripture does when you study over and over again. The Almighty God started creating in chapter 1, right from verse 1. And in verse 5, the second part, he said, And the evening and the morning were the first day. 
Are you following me this morning? After doing everything he had done, he now said, the evening, he checked it out, and the morning were the first day. The second day, and God said, let there be. He continued until he got to verse 8 again, and the evening, and the morning, the second day. The third day, he walked again, and the evening, in verse 13, and the morning, the third day. The next day, and the evening, and the morning, the fifth day. And in verse 23 and 31 also, the same thing, the sixth day. And in the last part, in the book of Genesis chapter 2, Genesis 2 verse 2, he said, in verse, he said and on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made. What does this tell us this morning? Count every day. Tell your neighbor, count every day. Count every day. What did you achieve today? A lot of us end up saying, ah, this year has been so fast too. You should say it with fear, with shame, with caution. Because it is a self-indictment most of the time that you have not achieved anything. The morning and the evening for us becomes another day. God was counting every day. He did he lived the day to the fullest. And he named it one day. The next day, he did again. And he named it. Why? The time is short for what he wants to achieve. He needed to create on time. He needed to make man on time. Because the devil was there causing chaos. So he was intentional and he was naming the days. Not to be asking people, what will be today? What day are we in? Ah, it's already Thursday. Then you know people who are not putting value to their day. I pray that you will put value to your day from this moment. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So don't let your days be empty days. That is why you have to continue, continue because the time is short to enlarge. Jesus said, I will do the work of my father while it is yet day. Because the night, don't forget that scripture, the night cometh where no man, no man can walk. There are people we know, we used to know in those days, big men, check them out now. They can't, my father used to look at him, daddy, and I said, daddy, you remember how he used to beat us? Now you can't do me anything. Hallelujah. He was laughing. Now he just, you know, he just advises. He prays for you. But he can no longer do what he used to do. Sometimes we look at him and say, is this that man? Is this this man? We know how many of us can relate to what I'm saying. You look at your father and your mother and say, ah, is this mommy? <laughs> Specialized. Both, you know, multi-talented. Front slap, back slap, everything. Can, you can feel them immediately. You start wondering, is this daddy? My dad will be coming in from, he used to be a teacher. When he's coming in? Every day. If water is on the floor, you're in everything. My dad can promise to cane you next week. And next week, he will still flog you. 
They don't forget those days. I said, these people must have been very mean. But now they can't do it anymore. Your own time is coming. Even at 50, you can't, you can't hustle like before. There's a hustle for 25. There's hustle for 35. There's hustle for 45. There's hustle for 55. You cannot do 25 when you're supposed to be a wrong man. Can't do it at 55. You can't run. By 50, people should be working for you. You should be trying to retire. Don't leave your hustle to 45, 50. You're already late. And if you are late, it means from this moment you should get up. Forget about those hangouts. You've missed it. Forget about those other things. You may have missed on them. Look at the next years that you have. 45, 55, 65, 75. Look at them critically. If you are in this church, by the time you are 60, I expect to have at least $3 million. Say amen to that. At least $3 million. I'm not joking. If I had my way, I would enforce it. On a serious note, what I'm trying to say this morning, because I don't want you to suffer. People are suffering too much. So go and make a plan. The time is short. Yesterday, I was talking to my daughter. And she said, Daddy, the things I, didn't use, I used to take for granted, now, that I've started working, I didn't realize when I was still in school. But now that I'm, I'm working, I am now seeing the value. I said, what was it? She said, all my friends have student loan to pay. But I don't have any student loan to pay. He said, Daddy, I now understand the meaning of what you did for me and for the rest of us. That it, it surprises them. That's when you begin to collect salary and you have to start paying loans, student loans from day one of work, of work, work day one. And she said that, Daddy, thank you very much. My children, I give them, I did their teeth braces. Oh, my son, if you had seen his teeth before. And I'll begin to, what if I did not do it? Is that how I would have left this boy with gorilla teeth in his mouth? Life is not a joke. And it gets to a point that something gets too late. Because the time is short. You see, I'm not just preaching this morning. I'm doing everything to enter into your brain. If I could physically, I would have jumped inside by now. Don't joke with life. Don't take it as play. I'm not saying go and join cult. I'm not saying go and, you know, commit crime. No, I will disown you. That's a minute. But take life serious. Enlarge in your knowledge. Enlarge in influence. Enlarge in power. Enlarge in everything you can. Because the time is very short. Nobody knows when. 
but the time is very short. Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody following me this morning. Is it entering? Is it entering? Eh? Ask your neighbor, is it entering? It will enter today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So the Lord of the, the, the Lord of the manor, that's our father, his work requires haste. Enlarge your tent. Isaiah 54 verse 2, the sons of the prophet went to meet Elisha and said, this place that we are staying is too small. Let us build a new place. Enlarge our coast. Amen. You are living in a small place. You have to know it. And seek to enlarge. And by living, I'm not saying a house. You are operating in a little space. You have to enlarge. Because the time is short. Praise God. So relocate physically. Relocate mentally. Relocate socially. Move, you know, have a new concept of life. Don't let things belittle you. Desire it. Get exposure. Because when you are exposed, you can be inspired. And when you are inspired, then you aspire. Without being exposed, you cannot be inspired. Amen. That is why first class is in the front of the plane. And they don't, most times they allow you to enter through that first class. And you will see first class people sitting down. They now go to business class. He's sitting down. You know, they're all lying down, arranging their things. You now go to your seat. The last seat in economy. That used to be my seat those days. When I want to travel, I know I will hustle some tickets. Have some friends working in airline. They will give me staff ticket. Of course, staff ticket will have to be the last seat then. But when you walk through first class, your mindset should not be, look at them, thief, they're chopping all our money, arm robbers, send, uh, politicians. No. No, that should not be your mindset. Your mindset should be, what a wonderful place for my future. Are you following me? Remove wickedness from your eyes. When you see first class and business class people, remove jealousy and envy. I told you with the, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy. Be peaceful when you see them. You see G wagon, you're like, look at them. What is G about this wagon? They do one box, they call it G wagon. Is this one car? If you push it, you just fall. You can this one do roundabout without some assaulting. All those funny things in your mind. Your own will be W wagon. I don't know how they will make it, but they will make it for you in the mighty name of Jesus. If you are not exposed, you cannot aspire because you will not be inspired. Nowadays, you don't have to travel. You can look, go on the net and go and look at how places is. Go there, go on, the, on your Instagram today, type Santorini. You will see life. Don't get angry. Don't abuse them. But let it inspire you so that you can aspire. Why? Life is short. Life is very short. The time is short. Amen. Somebody happy this morning. Enlarge so you can fulfill God's purpose. Enlarge so you can fulfill God's purpose. 
in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Let's look at it very quickly. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Let's look at verse 1. The Bible says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. The purpose of God for your life has a timing. The purpose for which you are living has a time. It's not open. And when you are talking about destiny, every day connects your destiny. And I pray that you will not miss any day in line with your destiny in the name of Jesus. So there's a time. Everything that God has proposed concerning you has a time. It's not open-ended. We may call it destiny. If your destiny is to get to Sokoto and you begin to travel on the way to Sokoto, you are fulfilling destiny. If you sleep in uh, Guso for one week and you end up not getting to Sokoto before the last day, you were still on the path to your destiny, but you never made it. That's why you have to hurry. Jesus knew that. In three years, he came. Every day was work. Every day was busy. Every day he will get up, healing, ministering, doing things. He said, I must do the works of my father while it is yet day. Because the night comes when I can no longer do anything. Please do not forget this scripture. Even Jesus, while he was here, it was fast, fast, sharp, sharp. Maybe he knew he had only three years. Wasn't he lucky? Do you know if you have three years here this morning? Do you know? Do I know if I have three years? Do I know when I will die? Do I know whether it's today? You may, you may quote any scripture, I will not die, I will not die. People have quoted it, they have died. But did you pray the prayer on Saturday morning, that's Friday, the Holy Ghost service. He said, your appointment with death is hereby cancelled. And I stand upon that word for, to, on behalf of Daddy Gio. I want to stand as a transmitter of that same prayer into this assembly today. In the name above every other name. Any appointment with death, as our Father and the Lord had decreed and prayed, I establish it in this place today that the appointment you have with death is hereby cancelled in the name of Jesus. It's cancelled in the name of Jesus. It's cancelled in the mighty name of Jesus. It's cancelled in the name of Jesus. That appointment cannot stand. Even if you have an appointment, it's not by force that you keep it. You will not go. Don't go for any appointment of death. It is cancelled today in the name of Jesus. But the time that you have left to still go forward, 
please make use of it because the time is short. Rise on your feet, everybody. You are a tool of God's promise. God promised that he will enlarge his children. You are a tool. That is why you must work hard. Jesus had no problem. If he had died on day two, he still would have gone to heaven and taken, nobody would take his throne from him. But he knew that his father had a purpose for the people of the earth. So he was working extra time. You are the purpose of God, maybe through you, is to provide clothes for 10 million people. And you are saying, well, I'm contented. You cannot be contented, though. It's not your business. It is God's business. It is God's people. It is God's resources. It is God's life that he gave to you. You have no say in the matter. If I'm to provide furniture for the whole of Nigeria, 100 million people, it's not about the billions. Don't look at the billions. I have a purpose. They must have furniture in their house because it is not about me. It's about what God wants to do. If we have to build 35 churches, let them keep driving us from one church to the other. It's not about us. We go again and start again because it is the purpose of God. You have no say in the matter. You have to change your paradigm from this morning. What you are doing is not your own. The money in your hand is not your own. You can't make one couple if God leaves you alone. But because he wants you to forfeit, to help him, because he has promised that he will bless people, he will not just put money in their wardrobe at night. He will give you money so that you can be a blessing to others. That's what he told Abraham. It's not your money. For that business is not about you. Once it's in your hands, walk like crazy to multiply it. Even if you don't want to become a billionaire, you have members here to bless. You have people that are suffering to bless. You have people in IDPs to bless. God promised them. God told the Levites that you will not need to walk. You will just stay and just serve the temple. The many 11 tribes, he gave them the assignments that they should bring in their tithes. But the Levites said, no, you, you will not walk. He said, those tithes, you will give it to the Levites so that they can do the work of God. If you don't need money, pastor needs money. Amen. They give me many things. I receive many gifts, tithes, so many things. As you give me, I make myself a blessing to another person. That is the fellowship that we are talking about as Christians. So go out there and work hard. Even if you have 25 cars, still work hard. Because you need to fulfill the purpose. God has promised people that he will sort them out. And he will use you and I. So it's not about you and your billions. It's about God and his billions. Close your eyes this morning and just speak to the almighty God. Whatever has blinded me before today, Father, open my eyes. Let me leave this place. Let the world not convince me again away from what I have heard this morning. It's not about me. It's all about you, Lord. The time is short. Your time here is not just about making heaven. Oh, I want to quick so that I can make heaven. I will not be with sin. What about the purpose that God brought you here on earth for? The night comes when no man can walk. You are supposed to have been born again since you are still doing raising shoulder. You are still arguing with yourself. You are still delaying. The time is short. You can die tomorrow. Even if you go to heaven, what about the purpose that promise God made to people through you? I will drive out the Amalekites. I will drive out the Amalekites. I will wipe them. That was his promise. But he had to use people. When Saul refused to fulfill that purpose, God rejected him and, and brought somebody else to wipe them out. What is the purpose? It's not just about heaven. This is our Christianity. It's that you fulfill the purpose of God 
in the short time allocated. Jesus had only three years. But he changed the world. You cannot be contented. Speak to the Lord. Wherever the enemy has blinded you, has given you wrong doctrine or philosophy, tell them to eject this morning in the name of Jesus. I have to keep working. I have to make more money. I have to be able to intervene and promise that God has meant to people through me, I should be able to do it. That's what money is all about. God can give you cars and houses without any money. They can dash you. But you have a purpose. You have a place in this program. Say, Lord, <laughs> bring me to a new birth this morning in the line that I've heard your word today. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. Now you are not been again. I want to just focus on you in the next one second, one minute. Wherever you are, you are saying, Lord, I'm not, you know you are not born. You know. Or you, you know, you need to come back to him. Say, Father, Lord, open my eyes this morning. Wherever you are, just lift up your hands and I will pray with you from here. Because the, your life cannot be like this. You must fulfill purpose. The time is very short. You are saying, Lord, I want to surrender my life quickly. Lift up your hand unto him. Let me see. I will pray with you from here. And your life will not remain the same. Don't, don't, don't delay any such person quickly. Oh yeah, oh yeah, lift up those hands boldly. Another hand in front here. Just give him the card. Thank you, Jesus. Another hand at that corner. Lift up those hands. Don't be ashamed. It's a thing of victory. a thing of joy. Any other? Look at hands. Ushers, the hands are up. Quickly, quickly, we need to pray. Close your eyes. Do the rest of you and be praying. Don't be looking around. You're not the Holy Spirit. Pray for yourself. Something must happen today. Your life must change today. Resources will begin to flow to you from today. That you fulfill that promise God has made to his children through you. You are a tool in the promise scheme of God. You are a tool. You are not ordinary. It's not about that your job. That job is not for you alone. Is to fulfill purpose. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, King of glory. Oh, be thou exalted. Be thou magnified. In the name of Jesus, the time is short. I want to bless God. For those of you that gave your life to Christ, the time is short. You have beaten that time already. That time of eternal damnation, you have already beaten it today. What a joy. The devil cannot accuse you anymore. If you lift up your hands, I'm praying for you right now. Father, in the name above every other name, thank you, Lord, for your children that has pleased you to save today. The first step has begun. The second step is the knowledge they will receive about how to walk with you. Father, the Bible says that you do not cast out anyone that comes to you. And we ask, oh God, that you accept them today. Oh, Father, Lord Almighty, teach them your ways from today and help them to walk righteously in your stead in the mighty name of Jesus. That their life will no longer be tormented by the devil. But from today, they will begin to live a life of victory. 
every pain, every issue that will come to them, Father, please grant them the strength to overcome in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that, Lord, when the trumpet shall start sound, or when their last day shall come, they will not be found wanting. Save them to the uttermost in the mighty name of Jesus. Those of you that give your just, just come, take your bags, your Bibles, and move to the aisle. Let's clap for Jesus. Please try and pose as you are coming out. Be posing. <laughs> because there are many people who did not come out. They are keeping themselves down in all over the world. But you have come out today. Let's clap for Jesus. Let's clap for Jesus. Quickly. My brother in green at the corner. Let's clap for Let nothing hold you down. Let's clap for Jesus. And now. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the rest of us, rise on your feet, everybody. Put your hand on your head. Nobody can pray for you. The truth of it is that nobody can pray for you more than yourself. Nobody. Nobody can pray for you more than yourself. Because when you pray, you know. They say in Benina, who they feel and I they hear them. Now you they hear them. And that prayer from you will go to every corner. So you open your mouth and say, Father, Father, as I pray for myself today, every area I present to you this morning, Father, activate your power in them in the name of Jesus. Now open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. You know where that thing is pending. You nobody, nobody can pray more than yourself. As you pray, the Holy Spirit hears you. This morning there will be healing wherever you have that pain. Lift it up this morning. There is healing in the name of Jesus. Just go ahead, go ahead and pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. While you are still praying, I seal those prayers in the blood of Jesus. Just go ahead and pray. You have two more minutes. I know there are many in some cases. Don't leave anything behind. Don't leave any issue behind this morning. Don't leave any issue behind this morning. Don't, don't, don't say this one is too old. It has been there for too long. No, bring it to the almighty God this morning. Somebody was at the pool for 38 years. When Jesus came in, his story changed. He didn't even know Jesus. Even family issues, bring them this morning. Things that trouble you, difficulties. Anything hindering your joy, your love, your peace, your long-suffering, your goodness, your gentleness, your faith, your meekness, your temperance. Bring them before the Lord this morning. Don't stop. Don't stop. Oh. Just go ahead and pray. When you pray for that point, if you have nothing to pray, pray for that point again. I will do the works of my father while it is yet day. For the night cometh where no man, no man can walk. Father, before my night comes, resolve all these issues of my life. Resolve every issue in the name of Jesus. Pray for yourself, brothers and sisters. This is no time to joke. 
Life is a serious matter. Life is not a joke. The way you have been seeing it is not a joke. The wicked ones are there. They will bind you. They will hold you bound. They will block your testimony. They will block your blessing. That is what they do. He said, do not be ignorant of the devices of the devil. They are there. You can't just be joking with life when they are not joking with you. Say, Father, I bind. Bind them hands and feet. Every strong man. I bind and cast you out this morning. They can't stay there anymore. Your time is too short for you to allow them to remain there. Put your hand on your head and pray for yourself this morning. Eject them this morning. I will soon ask you to stop, so hurry up. Even your sick parents can receive your attention this morning. Every sickness designed to drain you and drain your finances. <laughs> the fire of the Holy Ghost comes upon them this morning. The wickedness of the wicked will no longer prosper in your life. Bring your prayers to a close this morning. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. It shall be so in Jesus' name. As you have prayed, it shall be so in Jesus' name. I decree that this angel, angels of the Almighty, we, and we follow this, your prayers to the end. In the name of Jesus, they will escort your prayers to heaven in the name of Jesus. They will remove obstacles from your life in the name of Jesus. They will remove ambushments in the name of Jesus. They will bulldoze away the prince of Persia in the name of Jesus. Everything that will work against your adversaries, they are removed this morning in the name of Jesus. That you will fulfill purpose before your time in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Let's shout a bigger amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. We'll be glad to have you worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. God bless you.